0: The boy can learn to be a man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a the tram sitting down by the street that leads him to the corpus bail Give him a sack to please his mind. Give them quail well, a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me I wanna go back to the country Take me to Texas I wanna go down that open road Take me to Texas I wanna see how far this country goes Take me to Texas I wanna go down that open road Take me to Texas I wanna see how far this country goes
1: Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place of and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fast.
0: Come away, come
1: away, All right. Good morning. Be it's the Outdoor Zone. Live on the radio, Sunday morning. Live is, from the bunkhouse. It is 7 a.m. here in Central Texas. Uh, yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning live from 7 to 9. Of course, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com and all your uh, audio networks out there, iTunes, etc., etc. Uh, my name is TJ Graney. That is Cody Ryan. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Graney. Beefsteak is not in the house this morning. He has got his toes in the sand uh, with his family. We're a final f- fling at the beach with the family and outing. Uh, so all, he says. So he said. Well, all we're seeing is pictures of squid and. And his toes in the sand, those are the only two things I've seen. Yeah, very awkward. <laughs> uh, road rash is the ranch hand that gets there early, makes sure the gate gets open, and the old pot belly stove gets fired up. And uh, Every once in a while it requires a little foil on the antenna. But it looks like we're going to be good. Um, Man relentless 100 degrees 100 degrees and i was thinking it was breaking well i thought it wasn't that bad i looked on my weather app and i thought it was breaking over the next week but it was uh, supposed to yeah it says on yeah all through friday it's 101 oh no see mine's different mine says through friday 101 and then starting next saturday it's 99. So, uh, I got 99
0: all week and starting next Saturday 98. Oh, man. See, what my app weather you ad,
1: using? I'm going to switch cuz I know My weather app abs- for that. much <laughs>
0: much nicer. It doesn't break 100. Uh, we're done. We're done with but it. But let me tell 100.
1: you about so two of my favorite places on the planet. Pagosa Springs. Fifty degrees right now. I know.
0: Why do we got to talk about that though?
1: Well, because I just like. I don't that. like
0: thinking about it. I don't
1: want to. talk Taos about it. Taos is fifty three. I want to. Taos is not one of my favorite places, but I like the area around Taos. I got friends up in. Uh, where do you? Where did you go skiing? What's that? Do you remember uh, our favorite little area is Red River, New Red Mexico. Red River, and I bet you it's, north of Taos. I bet you it's in the. Oh, right. that's where Kevin Fowler is. Yep. He's there in Red River and he's wearing his fiancée was wearing a KOZ cap.
0: And I wasn't going to bust your bubble but it was just the colors
1: matched her shirt, right? I don't care. She's wearing it. <laughs> That was pretty. I thought that was pretty good. It was a color coordination thing. I could. I knew what it was. Totally. I don't care. She. I'll give her a blue one if she wears it. Wants to wear a blue shirt. (laughs) (laughs) You know. I just thought it was cool that she was wearing it. Um. So, yeah, I thought we'd mention. So last yesterday, I have a dog, Border Collie. It's about five years old, and he's just not acting right been having some questionable health issues yeah and yesterday i had him outside a couple of different times i don't like to leave him inside even you know go find a little shade hang out for a little bit it bothered me some yesterday and i it just got me to thinking about how we deal with some of the heat at you know i, I if you're living here in texas you just gotta deal with the hot it just happens right and And I don't mind. I mean, I worked outside all weekend again. I was outside building, hauling.
0: It's no different than the folks that live up north and got to shovel snow.
1: Constantly.
0: Constantly during certain parts of the year. You know, you put me up there. I'd probably figure it out, but I wouldn't have a clue. You know, you get six feet of snow in front of my door. I'm freaking
1: out, bro. I'm making another out of the pot of coffee and hoping the kid down down the street comes I mean, over and ask me to shovel it. I'm taking something and busting a
0: hole in the in the roof. You can't get your door open, your front door open. They
1: uh I had I had some friends who were telling me about their living in the snow when I was up in Utah yeah. recently and uh you have to sh- you have to shovel it like right away or it sticks and gets heavy. I mean, there's all kinds of things you have to know and do and understand to deal with that stuff. But I, so I was thinking you really got to pay attention to, um, to a few things, at least for the, you know, the weeks where it's hot and dry like this, um, you may lose a chunk of your yard. You may, it may just get scorched out. I know as a owner of a, landscape business. You're just saying you, that to make you feel better yourself. No no feel better no. I, I just you let it go. No. No, actually Mrs. Grainy is quite the waterer. Water. You can hand water as much as you need to. But I I don't I think what my my thought is is to um I like to keep a little bit of water outside for the birds. Um I probably a lot less time with the dogs outside is much as I know they're a dog and I know they can handle it. And I'm really rigid in that area a lot of times, but if your dog's going to be outside, man, give them plenty of fresh water and shade and, and shade. They got to have all that kind of stuff. Um, anyway. And the other thing I was thinking was my trees if there's yeah. anything I'm going to invest some water in, it's uh, my trees.
0: You really should invest it around the edges of your house. You're supposed to water your slab, water your house.
1: I've never done that. I heard that many times, but.
0: Yeah, that's that's probably the most crucial element. You lose that foundation to that house or it slips off into
1: a void. Because Well, mine was built. Like forty years ago, when they were building, they had
0: before they had correct engineering statistics, and they just poured concrete in a hole. No, there's no right or wrong. They all crack. They all had
1: a killer concrete guy pour my slab. You don't. You weren't even there. (laughs) You bought your house twenty years old already. I just, I just have this feeling. So
0: yeah, you're supposed to water your slab I'm in Texas. You see those big cracks in the ground? They, that's you think those just close up on their own? Big cracks they do, on the ground? They do. They do when it rains, right? But what do you think that means? The earth is moving. We did have a nice rain this week, though. That uh, was a nice weird. Rain some, shower, big big
1: shower. I mean, and it
0: was right. Wasn't long. Didn't last it long. It was
1: right at the right time because it was in early evening or early night. Yeah. And so then it could be wet all day or all night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is good for your yard.
0: Keeps, uh, kept mine alive. I've only watered like two or three times this whole summer. Wow. Yeah. My front yard's relatively
1: green. Yeah. Yeah. You got a good yard. So uh, what about, uh, we're going to talk in the, in the, uh, we're going to talk about dove season coming up. Oh, maybe. I'm starting to see some birds. Yeah. And this heat kills off those flowers and things that have the little seeds that the birds. But you know what they're coming into? They're coming into water. Oh, for sure. They're looking for water, buddy. Yeah.
0: Well, it, normally right before dove season, we get a good rain and it just puts puddles everywhere and totally ruins. Messes up that whole ruins thing. Ruins your water hole. But that's okay if that's what it takes to get some good rain. I'll sacrifice
1: a couple of so, uh, dove. I uh, I started noticing them. Just, I mean, I see them year round, but I started thinking about them a little bit more this week. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna do a segment on dove hunting here coming up. Some of the new stuff that's going on. Oh and, man, <coughs> I love shooting some birds. I'll tell you that. So you got to go out to the farm yesterday. You're out shooting your pistols and
0: yeah, my little on the brother, and,
1: little brother and I went out
0: to the farm yesterday and. Uh, first time he'd been out there and got to see it, and he had a new pistol. He had a new forty cal that he hadn't shot. Bam! And so uh, we went out there, and he went through about, you know, I don't know, <laughs> five or six clips worth. It's funny though, you know, shooting a new gun because it'd be high, low, high, low, right, high, low, right, right in the center. You know, right? <laughs> you see the dirt high. Oh, you're high. Oh, low. Okay. You're high. But it was fun. I forget how much fun it, it it can be just plinking around, you know? Yeah. Shooting a couple of cinder blocks, whatever. And a stump. Yeah. You know, it doesn't take much, but it can be a lot of fun. Well,
1: it's also nice when you're shooting something like a 40 cal that's just blowing it up. Well, that's
0: part of the fun. <laughs> <laughs> you got to blow launching some
1: lead down.
0: Wind. Yeah. I nice. like it. So that was a good time. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have a great show for you. We've got all your regular segments coming up. We've got your uh, fishing news. The Elite Series is up north. Those guys are smart the way they do their schedule. You know, they go up north this time of year. All the big series I go was up thinking north. that.
1: I was thinking that was exactly how you should do it, although yeah. it can get hot. Up that way, too. I yeah, mean, New York not. City, it was like 100 and something degrees. No. Not no this way. week, but. It but has one been. time.
0: <laughs> uh. News of the Weird. Uh, we've got all your favorite sub uh, segments Game Warden Field Notes, Armed Citizens Report, all that and more. You know,
1: I was in Yellowstone a week ago, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, and they have this thing that I didn't, I've never heard of before. It's called Watermelon Snow. And the snow turns orange or pink. What from a bacteria? Because it la- it's so far into the summer that this bacteria starts to grow from the warmth. I don't understand. In the snow and the and the mountains get covered where they still have snow. It turns into ice and the, and it's a pink watermelon. Looks like watermelon. I don't understand.
0: You have to explain it to me. Hey, it's the number one outdoor awesome. radio show in Texas. It's, it's the Outdoor Zone. Coming up next, we'll talk a little fishing and watermelon snow. I still don't understand what you're talking about. You get it only one place right here, live every Sunday from 7 to 9
1: on uh, the Outdoor Zone Radio Network. horn is talking fantasy sports with the wagner wire sunday mornings from 10 to noon adam wagner gives you heroes and zeros at 10 45 who do you love at 11 10 just the tip at 11 45 and the best starts and sits from all of your fantasy sports teams the wagner wire sundays from 10 to noon on the horn sponsored by audiovisual consultations Jeff Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. Regulators, you're tuned in to the Outdoor Zone, number one outdoor radio show right here on the Outdoor Zone radio network, available live here on Sundays or at theoutdoorzone.com. Archery Country. Hey, you know, one of the hottest, newest things in the last couple years has been uh, crossbows. Archery Country has the best brands and all the gear to get you up and hunting with the crossbow. They also have all the top archery bows. Matthews, Elite, Hoyt. They have the Genesis bow. If you're trying to find a bow to start your kids off just doing uh, recreational archery or get them primed up and ready so they can move into archery hunting, go get them a Genesis. And Archery Country has all the gear, everything you need to get them set up. Get yourself set up. Get that crossbow set up. They're at 8121 Research Boulevard uh let's see you can get all the details at austinarcherycountry.com austinarcherycountry.com archery country they have the only full-size range too so if you just want to go and get your bow tuned up it's archery country austinarcherycountry.com
0: you know we wrapped up the forcewood cup three hundred thousand dollars to the winner last week brian thrift uh, ended up winning brian thrift is a name to be reckoned with uh the the winningest most winningest guy on flw i mean he is the greatest of all time he in flw even history, above clark he's made three million dollars in flw uh david dudley I, I think is the only person that's made a little bit more than him um but yeah, I mean he's 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 a rock star but did not have a Forcewood Cup, never won the major title, made the top 10 every time he's been except for like once in the Forcewood Cup, you know, the last six times or something he's been in the top 10 and could never close the deal but finally won a Forcewood Cup. So, pretty awesome to see uh, as that closed out last week. Um bassmaster elite series you know a lot of these guys and we talk about the forcewood cup because they don't go up north further for the cup they stay down south and they have it in august and it is a booger every time i mean it's hard to catch hard to catch the you know any fish of any size but uh just being on the lake yeah uh, it can be it can be brutal but the Bassmaster Elite Series. Most of the trails will move up north. Uh, Major League Fishing, they're going to New York, or Wisconsin, I guess. They're going to Wisconsin, Wisconsin. this week. Wisconsin. Uh, the Bassmaster Elite Series at the St. Lawrence River uh, right now in New York. And uh, those guys are catching giant, absolute giant smallmouth bass. Uh. You know, it's primarily smallies up there, smallmouth bass. The leader do they? after three days, sixty six pounds after three oh, days. Wait. That means he's averaging twenty two pounds of smallmouth, which means that his average fish is four, four and a half pounds, uh, pushing five pounds on a smallmouth.
1: We don't have that down here in Texas. Do they do they fish like largemouth or are they? Are, are, no, I, they're more there's like a different kind of style. like a down. They're like a little deeper around the rocks or something. Or uh, there's numerous
0: ways to catch them. Just like a bass, you can't say you know you catch largemouth in the grass or whatever. Uh, there's numerous ways to catch them. But a lot of these guys are catching them uh, the way I was watching them. You can watch Bassmaster live. You can watch them fishing uh, throughout the day. But the leader, I saw him fishing up. He was sight fishing. There's a lot of fish on bed. What? It's that time of year up there. The water's just now getting right up there. You got to realize that temperatures don't uh, get as hot as side quick. Side fishing it's, for
1: smallmouth bass—that just sounds strange, but uh, oh man, it's it's the deal to do,
0: and that's why they move up north. It's, they follow the spawn, and uh, so uh, yeah, it looked like the leader was catching a lot of fish off beds, a lot of smallmouth off beds, but um, hmm. drop shots, tubes. And small swim baits, you know, uh, seem to be kind of the go-to. Jay Yellis sitting in fourth place going into the final day. Thought you'd like to hear that, your old, your
1: old buddy. Aww. He's he's like, uh, you, you know, well, he's a he's a, like sol- your he's, age. a so- <laughs> he's a solid Christian dude, and uh, spent some time with him doing some events uh, years ago, and. Always yeah. been a big fan of Jay Ellis. I'm glad to hear he's fishing, and I'm uh, yeah, I hadn't yeah, he heard his came, name in he, a long well, time. Well, he came
0: out of retirement f-
1: this year. Oh, to fish the elites, to fish the Bassmaster
0: Elite Series, got the oh, Legend status good invite, job, dude. Legend status invite, which is uh, you know, kind of keeps some of these legends brings them back into uh, into fishing for a couple year, more years or whatever that looks like, and uh, he came out of retirement and. Fishing the Elite Series. This is the first time I've really seen him do anything substantial. You know, he's had some some decent finishes, but nothing substantial. Uh, this is the first time this year I think I've seen him in the top ten. So, uh
1: what, cool, what he made been, the What, final what day. he's been doing? Um, if he owns oh, a boat remember. shop or no. landscape company, antique shop. No, no,
0: I can't remember what all he's been doing. He but there, he, doesn't they, he
1: live in Waco? I think he lives no, in Waco.
0: or something. That's that's uh, another. Uh, that's Oh, uh,
1: where does he live? Do you know what I mean? I yeah, know.
0: like Missouri or something. Oh, he does? Okay. Uh, Ray Hanselman, a Lake Amistad guy, the guy that we know all over Texas, Hanselmania, uh, sitting in fifth place. So, one of our buddies here in Texas, one of our Texas buddies, uh, is in fifth place, followed uh, by in seventh place. Keith Combs, another Texas boy down south. So it's funny, I think, that a lot of these, or a handful of these guys, you know, Jay Yellis, I think, used to be a Texas boy. I think he used to be in that whole Lake Fork, Rayburn era, you know, side of the world. Brian Snowden, I think, used to be in that area. Uh, He's in the top ten. Ray Hanselman, Lake Amstead guide. Keith Combs, Falcon master of the world uh lake falcon master and uh it's just funny to see those names you think of those guys throwing big heavy rods big heavy line dragging big jigs or big crankbaits around and they're up there fishing for smallmouth with spinner rods and well i'm not sure that they're fishing with spinner rods the last time i saw keith combs make the you know have a great finish in one of these smallmouth fisheries he was fishing a jig just like he would back home he said i'd just threw a jig out there and drug it on the bottom and the smallmouth ate it you don't got to throw a little drop shot with six pound test you just throw 15 20 pound
1: test with a jig and drag it around <laughs> and he goes and only the big ones eat it you know I, that there to go from what he fishes down here lake falcon with all the you know dead falls and rocks and yeah all the the difference in dirty, that. W- dirty water, dirty water, and then go, you know, the Rio Grande River. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then to go all the way up north and to fish, uh, I guess you still got rocks and deadfalls up there. A lot of those are, are they compounds, right? They're a lot of people just say
0: a bass is a bass is a bass. Yeah. Okay. You know, which I don't know. Those smallmouth are something different. I, I don't
1: know how. I all... would think the smallmouth are different than. They are. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We have them here. We right. do,
0: but we don't have these kind of smallmouths. No,
1: but I mean, are there smallmouths in Lake Travis? I don't think Lake
0: Travis, but uh, Belton,
1: Belton is our that's, big... Okay, yeah, yeah Belton, that's, that's smallmouth. Right. I knew you told me they were... We had them around here somewhere. Yeah, well, and
0: I've caught good ones out there up to three pounds or whatever. People have caught good ones up to five, five and a half pounds out on Belton. Six but I don't think maybe. you can
1: smallmouth fish in Belton and learn to smallmouth fish and then go up north. No, no, no.
0: I think it's a different deal. I don't, you're not, yeah, it's a different deal for sure. I think at Lake Belton, I don't think you're patterning the smallmouth versus the largemouth. Necessarily, there may be guys out there that think otherwise, but I don't think you pattern the smallmouth as heavy as you would up north. I mean, there's a distinct either your smallmouth fishing or your largemouth fishing when you go up north. There's yeah. a distinct difference of what you do, where you. Unless go. you're
1: Keith Combs, because then you're just throwing a yeah, you got just fifteen pounds. <laughs> well, I saw somebody else, one of the cheap. other guys
0: in the top ten, throwing a Carolina rig, dragging a Carolina rig around. You know, so you can do a lot of the same techniques. Um, I guess you just got to be around, you know, and you were saying rocks earlier, a big part of it, you know, they fish around a lot of these boulders and rocks and a lot of its current break, you know, there's a lot of current in some of these areas. And, uh, so you're looking for current breaks and kind of some different things like that rather than necessarily a stump or a patch of grass, you know, that you may be looking for, for a Coming up, Lake LBJ. I want to mention too that we've got uh, September seventh, Lake LBJ fishing for the Cause Memorial Fundraiser Tournament, a big bass tournament in honor of uh, our good buddy David Cosner, my past fishing partner. Hourly payouts, first through fifth hourly payouts, starting at about a thousand bucks for first place, fifth place a hundred bucks. So you get your money back. It's only a hundred dollars per angler. To come out and fish, you so bring, uh bring your boat, bring a buddy's boat, whatever that looks like. Hourly payout's up to $1,000 uh, for first place. All you need to do is catch one fish. And this time of year, three, four-pounder, you know, it doesn't have to LBJ
1: be... LBJ should be good fishing.
0: It doesn't have to be 11-pounder. No, LBJ should be absolutely fun fishing. Um, so it'll be a good time. September 7th, 6.30 a.m. takeoff like LBJ.
1: Sun Automotive, everyone at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired and it can be hard to find a mechanic you trust. We use our friends at Sun Auto Service. Sun Auto Service is family owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. When it comes to your auto repair and maintenance needs, brake repairs, transmission service, Sun Automotive sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at the Sun Auto Service shop nearest you. There's a bunch of them around Austin, our family locations, the 405 West Slaughter Lane store, but there's one at 1300 Medical Parkway at Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Go to sunautoservice.com for more information and to find locations around you and follow them on Facebook. News of the Weird coming up
0: next. You don't want to miss it. It's the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. The Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. Every Sunday from 7 to 9, right here at theoutdoorzone.com. Wood, you're listening to The Outdoor Zone. Fish on.
1: It's finally here. Today's the day I Welcome well back.
0: It is The Outdoor Zone brought to you by McBride's Guns. With the way society is pounding on our gun rights, rights our rights. rights to own guns, it's imperative that we support our local gun shop, the one we trust, McBride's Guns. They have a full a uh, gunsmith right there on site to help you adjust, repair, modify your firearms. Looking for a youth model rifle or shotgun? You yeah, had Dove Season just a couple weeks away? Woo! You don't want to throw in the wrong shotgun to the wrong person, so go get fitted for the correct size shotgun for Dove Season. You'll find McBride's in the same place it's been for years, right there at the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can call them 512-472-3532 or online, mcbridesguns.com. McBride's Guns.
1: Your hometown gun shop. All right. Now it's time for your news of the weird.
0: Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zones Outdoor News of the Weird.
1: Okay. Here's a good one for you. Uh, and i included in our little printouts here yes i included the picture of this guy as his, his uh cop shop picture and i thought you know i kind of look like that guy i i was going to say you uh you're not far off no radioactive uranium whiskey and a rattlesnake found in stolen car pulled over by police what is this your story <laughs> Stephen Jenkins, or Jennings, 40, told officers he was trying to create a super snake. A pair of alleged car thieves were found with radioactive uranium, whiskey, and a rattlesnake in their vehicle when they were pulled over in a routine traffic stop. David Stephen Jenkins and his passenger, Rachel Riviera, were arrested after the unusual items were found in their car Wednesday morning in Guthrie, Oklahoma. They were initially stopped after police noticed their vehicle's license plate had expired, but officers soon noticed the timber rattlesnake in a box on the back seat. Mr. Jennings, 40, then told police he had a gun in the vehicle, and police discovered that the car was stolen. So now he's got a rattlesnake, a stolen vehicle, firearm, and somebody under arrest. Guthrie, Guthrie Police Sergeant Anthony Gibbs told Local broadcaster, after a further search of the car, police found an open bottle of Kentucky Deluxe Whiskey and a container of yellowish powder that was labeled uranium. Mr. Jennings told officers he was trying to create a super snake after the uranium was discovered. Uh, When that happens, of course, we call in a company that deals with specifically and The kind of stuff specifically, and it's taken safety into possession, uh, and it's taken safely into possession. The uranium is the wild card in that situation. Body cam footage from the arrest shows one officer spotting the snake in the back seat before saying, that sucker's huge. Timber rattlesnakes are highly venomous and their fangs are long enough to penetrate clothing and boots according to Ohio Public Library Information Network. Mr. Jennings was charged with possession of a stolen vehicle, transporting an open container of liquor, operating a vehicle with suspended license and failure to carry a secure security verification form. Mr. Ms. Riviera 30, was charged with possession of a firearm after a former felony conviction. Mr. Jenkins had a valid lifetime... Mr. Jennings had a valid lifetime hunting and fishing license, so possession of the rattlesnake was legal. The pair were not charged in connection with the uranium, as officers are still looking into a potential motive.
0: So the only thing legal about this whole story is that he had a rattlesnake.
1: He had a lifetime... Hunting license. Hunting and fishing license, and it allowed him in Oklahoma. To carry a rattlesnake around. I don't, I think you got to have a different, you can't just have a hunting and fishing license. Apparently, that's all they needed. Well, in Oklahoma, I guess. Yeah. You know, we are kind of backwards, huh? Eh?
0: Kind of, and I don't think you got to mumble it. But. No, they are backwards. A timber
1: r- rattler? That's, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know that I'd carry a live one
1: in a back seat but it was legal you imagine They're looking uranium. back there hey honey where'd that rattler he ain't that box no more
0: <laughs> and you're driving down the road oh stop it i can't talk about this anymore
1: that'd be no nah, i can't handle we it we had a was Please it stop i think it was your little brother we had a huge uh we had a big old black rat snake or something uh-huh. as a pet and it got loose upstairs in the house, and we now, never, yeah. we never he, saw it again. He had,
0: yeah. I don't have snakes. I don't want any part of it. You he want spiders? A, I don't like spiders or snakes. Who does? Why? Why would you like either one of well, them? Uh,
1: uh, well, what, what would you call he somebody had a, who studies he had a spiders? Python. And, uh,
0: he had a he had a, like a little python or whatever, wasn't it? It wasn't. Was a, ju- it wasn't just a rat. Coral spitting viper. Yes. I think is what it was. Yeah, a rattling coral spitting viper. <laughs> uh no but it got out in your house and you've never found it
1: no it's that's why we don't have rats or mice you know i was stopped down here at the corner of uh at the highway right before you turn uh-huh. to come down towards the ranch and i was looking out the window and right there in the grass there was little mice and rats and stuff running all over the place really yeah i mean like a half a dozen of them just running around, right? You could. I just sat there quietly and just watched them run around in the grass. Yeah, right there by the road. I was thinking, come on out, just a little bit further,
0: little bunny oh, foo foo. Uh, uh, so, well, you see them all the time when you're shredding or or uh, on a mower. It's unbelievable. I would have never guessed how many field mice there are when you're. On a tractor and you're mowing, shredding a field or That's something. what these must have been, yeah. It's, Bunches. It's, it's unbelievable. I would have never guessed there's
1: that many mice out there in the world. Have you, have you seen those, and I don't know how many of them are doctored, but they're those, like you see a roll of hay and a rolled up bale of hay. Yeah. And, you, of course, you see it on social media. And there's like a coyote. On the oh, outside yeah. that got bailed and tied to the Yeah, yeah. I well they say that those
0: uh hay barns or whatever where you keep bales of hay or or uh you know, big rolls of hay, that's uh-huh. the that's like snake haven. That's like rattlesnake breeding like they love it oh that's where
1: they oh my gosh because we used to when we went to we used to go down to poteet yeah i know and the kids through oh my gosh they had those and they spent hours climbing around in those hay bales
0: yeah yeah that's like rattlesnake haven apparently yeah huh
1: it kind of freaks me out (laughs) well i wonder what i wonder if they ended up uh i haven't seen an update to this article yet but i wonder if they found out whether that was your real uranium or if it was like some other thing well what else can it be well, well it could have been methamphetamine i mean the guy's no. yeah that's he's true. a whacked out dude anyway but like uranium is lo- gonna lo- be a
0: better than i meth. love the
1: idea he takes well no he takes the uranium he puts it inside the box with the timber rattler and uh, the the Forces from the uranium get out all over that snake, and he just grows into like the six foot timber rattler at the back of those guys, you know. Or yeah, I don't know. Hey, what's the deal and with then that the rattler
0: strawberry eats sh- strawberry them. watermelon snow? I, I still didn't understand that.
1: So okay, in in uh, in the higher elevations, especially after this year, we had a really big snow year. And so if you go to the higher elevations, and you don't even have to go very high but 9500 feet or something, yeah, and you start seeing snow. There's still pockets where there's snow. Okay. And but after a period of time, especially up in the Yellowstone area, there's bacteria in that snow. It's just kind of like a lake here where if the water stagnant
0: yeah backwater yeah and something.
1: you start getting algae and stuff growing it well there's an algae that grows in this ice at these higher elevations when it stays over for these long periods of time and this year there was a ton of ice left on
0: a the a mountains ton. in yeah.
1: yellowstone in that area and so this algae starts growing in there But the algae has this reaction to the sun because it's so bright that it puts off this watermelon color, kind of pinkish color. uh, Gotcha. Something, whatever it is, to kind of protect it from the sun rays. Yeah. And so it turns the ice watermelon color, kind of a pinkish color. Yeah. And so you can look up on the mountains – and the ice is just pink. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah. It's oh, beautiful.
1: Gotcha. And it's just a reaction. Anyway, there were some reports coming out, some news reports. And so I just kind of dug into it a little bit. What are they talking about, watermelon ice? And that's what it was. Right. Um, hey, I also want to make sure we talk about, um, let's see. Everybody knows I love driving my Dodge Ram. And... Uh, Nile Maxwell Supercenter is the place to get your Ram truck. Oh man, if you haven't seen the 2019 Motor Trend Truck of the Year, the 2019 Ram 1500, you're missing it. Better performance, more efficiency, new technology, and more than 100 safety features. And if you like to travel or spend a day at the lake, this truck is perfect for you. It can tow more than 12,500 pounds, it has a ton of storage space. Um, go see our the great selection of the Ram fifteen hundreds at super size selection and savings at the number one Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram sales leader in Central Texas, Nile Maxwell Supercenter, six twenty and one hundred eighty three in Austin, or visit online at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Com.
0: Gay more Field Notes coming up next. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live right here in the bunkhouse every Sunday from 7 to 9 and 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Amarillo by
1: morning. on my mind. Hey, American Blood Brothers. This is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother TJ. Whack them and stack them, would ya? Alright, welcome back. Regulators, you're tuned in to the number one outdoor show on radio. It's only because you regulators are riding with us. And we get some traction on this thing. Catch us every Sunday morning 7 to 9 or 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com or all your favorite uh iTunes etc cetera, etc cetera. Austin's hottest new restaurant the Shore Raw Bar and Grill oh my goodness gracious these guys got it going on over there with the number one uh, selection of oysters in Central Texas they have a uh, dollar gulf oysters on Mondays killer deal there fantastic pet friendly patio live music on select nights open for lunch and dinner uh They have a great uh, brunch on Sundays. I'd say go to church and go over to Shore Raw Bar and Grill today. uh, Wonderful homemade breads over there. Go see my buddy Rick Wahlberg over there and his partner Jim Schneider. Uh, They want to invite you to come see them at Raw Raw. The Shore Raw Barn Grill, located Highway 71 at the Covered Bridge, just west of the Y and Oak Hill. The Shore Raw Barn Grill. Sh- uh, go to uh, ShoreATX, ShoreATX.com for details and what's going on over at Shore Raw Barn Grill today.
0: Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true. Game Warden Field Notes.
1: So I like to get uh information from around the country, around the world if if we can dig it up in the research department can dig it up beefsteak pretty much runs our uh, research department on news and information every week and i came across this one Uh, a canadian man who was mountain biking through a remote area of british columbia was viciously attacked by a grizzly bear and only lived to tell the story thanks to a small pocket knife with a two-inch blade according to bbc colin dowler was Colin Dowler was scouting potential hiking routes on Mount Doggy Dowler. Hey, Mount Doggy Dowler, that's, oh, a mountain which sits roughly 200 miles north of Vancouver and was reportedly named after his grandfather when he ran into the bear on July 29th. As the report goes, Dowler watched the bear for a brief amount of time, hoping it would wander off into the woods and avoid human contact. Then it turned towards him when the bear closing in on it with the bear closing in on him. Dowler reacted quickly, getting behind his bike and grabbing one of his hiking poles to defend himself. A fight with the big Grizz was inevitable at this point. Dowler did everything he could to keep the bike between himself and the bear, but these large animals are shiftier than you might imagine. With the bear only a few feet away, it made a couple of quick maneuvers and somehow ended up behind Dowler. So he gave the bear a firm jab with the hiking pole, which merely led to a brief tug-of-war. The bear remained persistent and kept coming with methodical heavy swats, which were only getting heavier and stronger as the attack progressed. And what can only be seen as a last-ditch effort, Daller picked up his bike and threw it at the grizzly. Bad idea. Now, with nothing stopping it, the bear moved in to finish Dowler off. It bit deep into his uh, abdomen, just below his ribs, and dragged him away to a ditch 50 feet from where the attack started. It was so much pain and weirdness. I could feel the hot blood, he recalled. I'm being ragdolled, suspended by my flank by a bear carrying me. The bear began taking bites out of Dowler's legs, gnawing on his thighs and scraping bone he tried gouging the bear's eyes and even tried playing dead but nothing was stopping the bear with the enormous animal on top of him dowler dowler says he somehow with both hands was able to pull underneath the bear to grab a small knife out of his pocket i grabbed the knife out and opened it and put it in my hand and stabbed the bear in the neck it let go of me immediately. It was bleeding quite badly, he added. I wasn't really sure if it, if it was dying faster than I was. Miraculously, Dowler managed to drag himself, chewed up leg and all, over to his mountain bike and started pedaling. I was thinking, I'm not going to make it. He said, it was pretty freaking cra- Scary. A little ways down the road, Dowler made it to a remote work site where he collapsed and began shouting for help. As luck would have it, five workers walked outside and immediately started administering help. Dowler is now recovering in a Vancouver General Hospital, and reports say his injuries are not life-threatening. In regards to the grizzly bear, uh, the provincial... Conservation officer service confirmed four officers went out into the area, located the bear, and euthanized it. I saw, I walked up on, on our mountain trip. We walked up on our first bear.
0: Yeah, it happens, huh?
1: Yeah, we walked. We. I've hiked. How many mountains have I hiked and never walked up on a bear? We walked up on a bear. And, it, and if we hadn't stopped a few minutes before and had a drink of water, We'd been right. We'd been right up in there with that thing, big old black bear. Yeah.
0: Well, we. It's amazing how those big old animals can move, at with such ease. Yesterday, we were out at the farm. I took my little brother out to the farm, and we were putting out some feed.
1: Same uh, guy I saw the bear
0: with. Yeah. Hmm. But he, we were putting out some feed, and we we're about twenty yards apart from each other, and uh. I was walking towards him, and he was uh, finishing up the bag of feed that he had, and and I said, hey, watch out. This 1,500-pound cow came barreling up behind him, a cow, came barreling up behind him and got within a foot of him before it stopped, and he had zero clue. He said, I didn't hear it. I didn't you know feel it or anything what
1: it was just coming cuz it saw feedback it heard it? the bags yeah, yeah crumbling uh, bags and so I thought i was we
0: we're putting out some some cubes or something for the cows but it came barreling in within a foot it stopped of uh, my little brother and, and it, it he said i didn't even hear it i didn't i didn't even know what was going on so i turned around and i was face to face with that big old cow but it just reminds me you know those grizzlies those bears uh those bear attacks you know you can get right up on them in between the cub and the bear and not even have a
1: clue that it happened no and we uh situational awareness we were driving from from where we were hiking when we were done with our hike, we were driving to Jackson hole, mm-hmm. Wyoming. And in between there, we saw a bunch of cars on the side of the road. And you always know that's, you know, something's going on. There's a bear a moose or something. Right. And there was a grizzly bear and a cub. Yeah. And everybody was there and there was people there with like these huge cameras. I mean, those people are prowling that area looking for yeah the for photos that shot. for that shot. That's right. And, uh, But she started walking towards the uh, road, towards where all the people were. And you could see the people with the big cameras, they were getting out of the way. They were moving back. And then there was all the people with their iPhones and the tourists. The amateurs. All those people are just waiting, waiting, waiting. And... uh, you know, that's when you have your iPhone because somebody's fixing to get swatted and dragged off into a ditch. Yeah. And you're going to get some killer video for YouTube on that. I I was thinking that the. That's terrible way to look at that. You know, you, you, you got, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be willing to. You got to be tough. Yeah. That's, that's it. the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: if You're going to be tough. Going to be dumb. You got to be tough. Hey, it's that blissful time of year again. Time for the Honda Summer Spectacular Event where all qualified buyers will have 1.98% APR on the 2019 Honda Pilot at Kelly Blue Books KBB.com. Best buy. Hurry into your local Honda dealers. Shop your Central Texas Honda dealers today or online at Central Texas Honda Dealers.com. See dealer for financing details. For information, visit Kelly Blue Books KBB.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. All right, coming up next, we'll hit the second hour of the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. We're going to talk a little new regulations and dove season. A
1: Texas all dove new year. all the time.
0: A new Texas year is about to arise Woo! upon us in just a mere few weeks. So. Uh, you get that all one place right here—the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. It's the Outdoor Zone. Find us twenty-four seven, three sixty-five at 365 dot com.